0: Alright, hello and welcome back everyone. Welcome to this Q&A episode of Quincy and Claire Talk Conspiracy. We're talking about ancient aliens today. Very exciting. We're going to be the uh, quote-unquote expert today. But before we jump into that, we just wanted to say a big thank you to all of you who have been listening and it's been so exciting to see this is actually the first episode that we recorded since the podcast went live we recorded a whole bunch and then we went on holiday so we were just kind of watching from afar watching what was going on we now have listeners from 10 countries which is super super exciting and yeah we just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who's been listening and we really really do appreciate it Yeah, and
1: this is nice now because we know we have an audience that we're talking to, whereas before we were just, you know, talking to each other, which is lovely, don't get me wrong, but it's much nicer knowing that we've actually got, (laughs) we've got some of you guys listening as well. So, yeah, thank you so much.
0: And on that note, we also want to encourage you to follow us on our social media. That's where a lot of the questions for today's episodes are coming in or episode. We're not making two episodes today about ancient aliens. That would that one be a touch (laughs) mark, just hearing Claire and I talk about things. And we also do have a special guest this episode who we're going to introduce in just a little bit. But before we get there, yeah, you should follow us on our social medias on Instagram, we're QNC underscore conspiracy. And on Twitter, we're at Quincy Talk, which I didn't make Claire made that so I'm still fuming in that, you could bring it up with her bring it up with her. it's just
1: because I'm just so obsessed with you Quincy that's it I just thought this girl oh,
0: okay she should get her own she should have her own Twitter all right I'll take that <laughs> those are all those are those are all in the description box of every episode and we're also running a giveaway over there right now we're giving away an Uber Eats voucher slash gift card whatever country you're in will if you win we'll make sure that it's in your currency so that you can spend it on some lovely food and we're also going to be doing some book giveaways there's some great books out there on conspiracy we might give away elizabeth's book on sandy hook if you enjoyed that episode i think it's a really important book that people read so follow us over there and you can kind of interact with us and hopefully win some things who doesn't love a good giveaway?
1: oh don't we all this is the sad thing like when i saw it come up on my instagram feed like oh 20 pound uber eats voucher i was like oh heck yeah i'll enter that and then i realized that i'd literally posted it and i was like i'm not allowed to win my own prize
0: (laughs) (laughs) which is yeah. i know it is totally random though but no we're not gonna we're not gonna enter that seems that seems a little wrong but a different note why don't we introduce our uh, our special guest who we have with us olivia do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself
2: hi yeah so i'm olivia i'm also a student and i interviewed uh quincy and claire for the student newspaper the tab um so if you want to check that out find out how they started the podcast where the ideas came from and also a bit of more information and links you can check that out but yeah i'm really excited to Hopefully, ask them some questions from the previous Ancient Aliens episode.
1: Ah, yeah, thank you so much that- for um for being with us today. And it's quite nice actually because me and Quincy kind of met through camfm like student media stuff. Um, and I've managed to hopefully pull Olivia in as well. I was like, oh, student newspaper definitely needs to get on the student radio station. Um, so yeah, just doing a little bit of advertising there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. And if you want to, you know, read that interview with Claire and I, which you totally should, that's also on our social media. So reason number three slash a thousand to, uh, to follow us over there, Just, you know, all the, all the exciting contents coming out there, yeah. but on that note, let's quickly, really quickly go over what we talked about on the last episode in case this is. Kind of a little bit after you've listened to it last episode we talked about the ancient alien theory we kind of just did a broad overview of it talking about where it originated with eric von daniken we talked about cargo cults we talked about um, some of the different places that the ancient alien theory often gets applied to things like the pyramid is Giza, machu picchu um, some of the cave paintings and drawings done by aboriginal peoples in australia and also north america and today we're going to be answering some of the questions that Olivia has brought and some of the questions that you sent in. Big disclaimer: we are not Claire and I are not experts on ancient aliens. <laughs> I'm not a, like, sure that that she-
1: needed stating, did it?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, probably not, probably not. But just in case you were like, are they these girls secretly super into ancient aliens? No, Afraid uh, not. It's interesting, but we're not.
1: Yeah, and I this think we're the- fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Episode. I think the reason we did this episode as well, actually, which is probably worth saying, is that this is kind of the core of a lot of other conspiracy theories. So next week's episode, for instance, is going to be about Stonehenge. um, And this nicely kind of feeds into that. And so there were quite a few theories that we were like, oh, we want to talk about this and this and this, like Templar's Treasure and Da Vinci codes and all this. And then we kind of realised, well, actually, we need to lay the groundwork. We need to get the ancient aliens understood, um, which is why we've kind of done, yeah, the Q&A today as well, to kind of really get our teeth into it so we're ready to launch off into what's to come so yeah good things ahead
0: exactly very very well said claire that was oh, that was thanks <laughs> much better than that's better than i could have put it all right so olivia do you have any you know burning questions or just questions generally that came from that came from the episode
2: yeah uh, i guess in terms of um from the last episode i was thinking a lot about like area 51 and like why that's become such a beacon of of like alien conspiracy theory and like how a lot of it you know comes from America and I was wondering like what you think about that and why it might tend to be a breeding ground for conspiracy theories like that.
0: Yeah that's a very interesting point that it is very America-centric and you know I'm not American which might be surprising to some because I know I sound American. I'm actually from Canada. I don't know if I said. I don't know if I've said that before. I'm very used to people thinking I'm American. But so being Canadian, I grew up with like a little bit of American shows that we would get, and one of them was Ancient Aliens, and that show was on 24/7. I swear on. Yes, as I was saying, I'm Canadian. I'm not American, but we get a lot of shows that come from the states. One of the biggest ones being Ancient Aliens, and I swear that show was on 24/7 on History Channel. So. I think part of it is just exposure, exposure. Americans just tend to be more exposed to these conspiracy theories and their like network television kind of picks up on that and and makes shows about it. I think also just in the states generally there there seems especially since, you know, the 1970s, the Vietnam War, Watergate happening this idea that people are mistrusting the government more, especially in the United States. I mean, I think it happens everywhere, especially in the age where we get so much more information and people are starting to realize that the government has lied in the past and probably is still lying about some things, or I don't know if lying is the right word, but you know, things are kept from us that, and that allows people to think, well, if they kept this from us, what else are they keeping Mm -hmm. um, away from us? Maybe in Area 51, there are aliens. But I think we're going to do an episode on Area 51, and I think it's really interesting to think about why Area 51 captured the public imagination. Like, there's other, you know, secret government bases and stuff that we don't know very much about Mm -hmm. around the world. It's not just an American thing, but if you think of it as a secret, uh, you know, government area, I think Area 51 is kind of the one that always comes up
1: yeah i'm really looking forward to that episode actually to kind of get our teeth into that a little bit um and i think what's interesting about why it kind of has come so much from america is that when we were looking at our listenership for the podcast um as quincy said we've got like quite a few different countries that listen in but the number one listening group is from the u.s which is very interesting because neither of us as far as i'm aware have any links to the u.s um so yeah it's clearly just you know part of their popular culture a little bit more over there um which is, yeah, interesting. And I think some of the people that we've even interviewed as, as experts have been from the U.S. as well, haven't they, Quincy? So.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that that's probably part of it, but there definitely seems to be more of an appetite for it, maybe, in the mm, U.S. Yeah. A lot of the research that you know we do looking into these episodes, we watch a lot of like YouTube documentaries and stuff just to kind of see what the conspiracy theorists are saying. And most of them are American. It's just, you know, so if you're listening and you have any idea why, we would love to hear what your take is on it again this is just us uh speculating so mm, i think yeah. that it'd be interesting especially if you are american and listening in what your take on that is why you think americans tend to have a bigger appetite for this stuff is it because of the of exposure is it something else yeah we'd love to know yeah i think
1: government mistrust a little bit you are on something with that one as well i think
0: yeah 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 i think that's that'll come up more in the area 51 one i think for sure I think for sure. Yeah. Any, any other questions that came up, Olivia?
2: Yeah, I guess, um, ancient aliens, why that conspiracy particularly lends itself to, uh, you know, popular culture is, do you think it's like to do with films or, you know, just Mm. the fact that it feels quite plausible in the scale of the universe for them, to perhaps exist, maybe?
1: I think it works so well because it can't be disproved. Sorry, Quincy, but I I feel like a lot of the stuff we've done is... Um, you know, you can look at history and you can look at literal evidence and say, this is why it doesn't work. But the beauty of the aliens thing is that the scientists haven't got there yet. You know, we don't know either way, Um, which I think is why, as you say, like it lends itself so well (laughs) to conspiracy theorists because no one can actually put some evidence in their face and be like, look, you're wrong. Sorry, Quincy, what were you going to say?
0: No, almost exactly that. that I think, you know, personally, I wouldn't be totally shocked if one day we find out that there are, you know aliens out there I just don't think that they would come here like it seems really narcissistic of us to be like yeah the universe literally revolves around us ancient aliens wanted to come here <laughs> build a bunch of stuff and leave like I just don't understand why they would do that yeah really what do why. they get out of
1: it nothing
0: yeah they get nothing like oh yeah let's go to this random planet give them all this technology and then leave. Like I just, yeah. it seems, it's very human of us to be like, oh yeah, the K- they definitely wanted to come here of all places. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and just to, you know, use a really accurate source of Doctor Who for a minute. Um, <laughs> like when aliens come to earth, it's never with good intentions. Like they're never like, oh, hey, let's just build you Machu Picchu, you know? Like they're kind of thinking, <laughs> we want to destroy you. So overall, I don't know. I can't really get on board with it, but for multiple reasons.
0: It is great for media though it makes like good i think any people love myself included you know movies that take place in outer space and oh yeah with aliens it's just you know arrival i think is it's one of my favorite movies ever i love arrival it's so cool but yeah i just don't think that they would come here build like machu picchu and then just dip yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> and also like never sense. come
1: back again as well
0: i know yeah. wouldn't they want to see what we're up to and be like you're destroying the planet look what we gave you you guys are so bad yeah come and give us a a talking to so you know now that we talked about maybe a little bit about why people are interested in ancient aliens did you have any questions that came from maybe like the theory itself or anything like that olivia uh
2: i wanted to ask a bit more about the pyramids because i think that was like one thing that i did have a little bit of prior knowledge to before listening to your episode on ancient aliens and just about um how uh dana can kind of avoid those like specific areas and you were talking about you know like racism and xenophobia i didn't know if you had a bit more about that
0: yeah i think it's really important that we acknowledge that again that a lot of the ancient aliens theories is based in racism and xenophobia you know you look at especially where eric von daniken and some of his followers look and where they see what they think is proof of ancient aliens being there it's it's, you know it's egypt it's these aboriginal peoples they're totally okay with the fact that the greek and romans built you know aqueducts and roads and these beautiful frescoes there's no Mm -hmm. so they don't suggest that oh you know it's because ancient aliens came i mean part of it is potentially because we have a little bit more written evidence for that but i think that's and ex- I think you know you need to acknowledge the fact that a lot of that comes from a place where these people where these people don't believe that those ancient civilizations were capable of that. Mm. And I think that's really important that we acknowledge that again that a lot of this, as you know, it's kind of fun for us to talk about here, but we do need to acknowledge that a lot of it comes from this place of, yeah, racism, essentially
1: yeah and definitely with the cargo cults as well where we spoke about how um like indigenous populations sort of worshipped the soldiers and were trying to like mimic um what the colonial soldiers were like and i think that's just like a lot of stuff around that is just quite horrible really so yeah it's it does have a nasty side to it unfortunately
0: yeah i think you know a lot of the conspiracies theories we talk about do have these much darker undertones and you know we always want to do our best to acknowledge that and make sure that that's something that we don't forget to mention that's that's important to us so thank thank you for for bringing that up again and yeah i think it is really telling that just on a broader note there is a lot of cherry picking going on especially mm. in conspiracy theories you know it's very convenient to have something non falsifiable you know if you say oh look this is evidence of ancient aliens if someone comes and says no it's not you just say oh like you know you're in on it the government's in on it but then it's you <laughs> accept it, then great that's that's perfect that's exactly what they want so there is a lot of cherry picking going on especially in this one you know there's a lot of proof especially with some of the frescoes and the cave paintings that you know it totally was done by the indigenous populations but they just ignore the evidence that points to that and just pick the evidence <laughs> that that goes the best for what they're trying to prove, which, you know, that's why the scientific method exists, that's why peer review exists, but none of this (laughs) is really subjected to that, which is really, you know, telling.
2: Mm. I was just wondering, what kind of proof do you think that they would need for, like, ancient aliens to exist? Like, would they have to,
0: you know, come back for the second coming, almost? Mm. Yeah, I. that's a good question. I'm trying to think like, would anything ever convince me personally that ancient aliens did build the pyramids? Um.
1: <laughs> I think the thing is the only evidence they really have are sort of these ancient cave paintings and drawings. But I think if there was some more evidence in kind of a like written format or something, like I just feel like surely someone would have had a diary and been like, whoa, the aliens came, you know? Like, I think for me, that's what would really like, yeah.
0: Yeah, or maybe if they like did some sort of, you know, analysis of the paint, and it was like this particular, you know, element is literally not found on Earth, then I might be like, okay, mm-hmm. where did it come from? That makes mm-hmm. sense. But there's none of that, and you know, the fact that a lot of these things were built in times or written sources were just far more scarce than they are now is just very convenient. It doesn't necessarily mean I think you know reading into silences in the historical narrative does not mean you can fill it with whatever you want you need to think about (laughs) why that silence is there aka you know lack of literacy or just lack of a place to record it down or if if the particular culture has an oral tradition you know that's really you can't just be like oh no one said anything therefore something really sinister is going on here and Mm -hmm. I can personally decide what that's going to be that's something that I mean historians focus on that a lot there's a lot about a lot of work being done especially now in the historical field in terms of you know what do we whose voice are we getting through history why you know what do silences actually say but the fun thing about being a conspiracy theorist is you don't have to follow you know what's going on in the fields of anthropology or archaeology or history you <laughs> mm-hmm. just get to say what you want so i imagine maybe that's a little freeing i don't know maybe that's part of the allure of it you don't have to follow these really kind of strict or what can be strict guidelines that are there for a good reason don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. in some of these uh in some of these fields of study
2: do you feel like there's like an underestimation looking back in history of what they could actually achieve at those times because of what we have now because i was reading about um i think it was to do with the pyramids how they're all like aligned and they were like oh they couldn't do this without a drone but then we kind
0: of forget that they use stars and things like that. Mm. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's a massive underestimation. Like, people just don't want to believe that ancient peoples would have been capable of these things. And I mean, yeah, I've read that too. It's hilarious that you're like, you, you would need a drone for this. Like, <laughs> we, drones are pretty recent things. There's a lot of stuff in recent memory that has been built without drones. Like, it's, yeah. you know. A, a, it's a little bit uh, that that one's always I find a little strange the whole drone one. There's a kind of a drone obsession in in the <laughs> conspiracy theory world that you know like nothing was possible in the <laughs> drone world. Um, it's kind of funny, but yeah, I mean we love to overestimate, I mean underestimate people. And I was on Twitter the other day because I'm on Twitter all the time. Another reason you should follow us, but it was like a view from the top down of the pyramid and it it looks almost a little bit messy from the top down oh interesting and the, per- the the person had kind of cheekily tweeted i think ancient, i think alien technology would have done a little bit better than this no <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> if yeah. you look up close you it, they do look you know handmade because they were they don't look perfectly placed <laughs> they are obviously very well done but it is they're i think it's pretty clear they weren't made with machines as the ancient alien method kind of suggests.
1: Mm. Yeah, and and definitely like underestimating people of the past because like, I mean, if you think of who all the great like philosophers were and stuff that we still have to cite in our essays now, these guys were around so long ago. Like they weren't idiots, yeah. you know, like we still ground a lot of, stuff today like on what they said and and ancient physicists and whatever um so yeah i mean probably not going quite as far back as the ancient aliens theory but but still it's the same idea isn't it that we're not suddenly a different species are we just a couple hundred years down the line
0: yeah no exactly and that's something that i think we're going to come upon time and time again and something that i'm you know passionate about as someone who's doing medieval history we love to think that people of the past were somehow just dumber than we are now with literally no proof for that and they weren't they you know they were human beings they were maybe shaped by the the times that they that they lived in but you know they weren't just absolutely you know idiots or anything like that like I think we like to think yeah and uh maybe that's a good segue so that I we don't go into a rant into some of the questions that you all sent in yeah which is yeah it's gonna be exciting and you know I think one of the questions that i'd really like to address and i think we kind of touched on a little bit is why do we think that places like the history channel give platforms to these conspiracy theories and almost propagate them so much you know does it come Mm. from just a place of wanting the tv ratings wanting the views wanting the clicks or is you know as a channel that claims to be you know a historical channel they're not but uh sorry history channel sorry if you're li- sorry history channel <laughs> non alive being if you're being offended by this if, if you're listening uh there's a new conspiracy theory for you all that the history channel is alive <laughs> uh, is it kind of irresponsible of them to under the guise of being this historical channel you know create shows like ancient aliens what, what do you guys think about mm. that I
2: think like conspiracy theories like lend itself to that kind of TV because it just teeters on the the possibility of possibility. I guess like it yeah, could be, be true, and that's why it makes for really good TV because it's not like they're teaching you something definite that like this is like it like a history lesson. It's it feels more exciting and more mm. like serious.
1: Yeah, it lets people use their imaginations, doesn't it? And I think a lot of what you watch on tv like documents or whatever is like it's interesting but it is just fact and maybe people like having sort of their own twist on things or their, or their own idea and I think everyone wants to be a little bit different don't they everyone's inside like a bit kind of all rebellious like don't want to stick to the status quo you know and I think that kind of manifests itself in different ways but for some people maybe it's just oh I want to have this slightly wacky idea um that maybe not other people are, are aware of and And, yeah, I I think it is just wanting to be a bit different, maybe.
0: Yeah, and I think there's something definitely to say about, you know, just in conspiracy theories and cults generally, is people like the idea of almost having an edge over other people. Like, I know something you don't know. Like, you know, I'm Mm. enlightened. I have this secret information that only I am privy to. You know, we talked a little bit about this with Olivia. with Not Olivia, I'm getting all confused now. With Elizabeth. (laughs) Um, Now we're talking about it with Olivia, about how people... know it kind of gives you you feel a little bit powerful kind of having this secret information so if you're walking around thinking or feel like you know that oh yeah ancient aliens you know did all this and i know it and everyone else doesn't know i mean that's kind of a powerful feeling as well so i think there's definitely an element of that in all conspiracy theories probably as well and yeah i'd love it if the history show if the history channel didn't make ancient aliens but you know we can't stop them if you want to if you watch it and you like it that's that's fine just you know take it take it with the greatest salt
1: I'm uh, just fascinated by how they've managed to make like multiple episodes out of it do you know what I, I know mean? it's
0: so it's seasons long
1: yeah how is there that volume of well I was gonna say information but maybe that's stretching it as a word <laughs> I don't know
0: yeah no I've, I've only seen like one or two episodes so I I actually don't know how they managed to like milk it for so much content. Yeah. They obviously have, and we yeah. still obviously like it. They would stop making it if it wasn't getting mm. the reception they wanted, but it obviously is. So mm. yeah, no, that's a good question. I, that I actually don't know the answer to that is a, that's a good question. Um, I found I like listening to the, sorry. Go ahead, elevate it.
2: Sorry, As I was gonna say I found like listening to the podcast, you just see that even like within a small topic, it like branches off into like loads of smaller conspiracy theories. You know, so there's like all the different kind of conspiracy sites and architecture, but then also like you know, like moon landing is that's like people love to question like literally everything these days, and I feel like they just come up with more wacky things to just to get excited about something new.
0: No, that's very true. That's a good point as well. And I think that's a pretty good segue into another question that we have. And that question is, you know, we talked a little bit about how some of the conspiracy theories take for proof that, you know, in the Bible, but also just in other religions, you know, there's this talk of, you know, God and angels coming down from the sky and, you know, heavens in the sky, you know, and that somehow is, is proof. What do you guys make of, what do you guys make of that?
1: Mm, yeah so like obviously i am quite a religious person um and like i think my sort of christian view on it is that yeah definitely like god has shown himself to people and angels have definitely shown themselves to people um but that doesn't make them aliens and if anything i think that kind of helps you know debunk the theory in a way that it you know um these sort of depictions of people were just angels you know they weren't aliens and I know we spoke in the episode a little bit about um in Ezekiel there's these like weird creatures with like wings and and eyes and and all of this and I could see where people would get it from be like oh it's a spaceship but it quite clearly if you then read the rest of the chapter explains that it's not talking about a spaceship at all um it, it explains everything that it that it's talking about so it's kind of yeah, it, it comes back to the cherry picking thing, doesn't it? People like to pick like a little bit of the Bible and be like, oh, look, this is an alien. But if you actually just carry on reading the rest of the chapter, it becomes quite apparent it's not. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite confident on that one, I think.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and I think for sure it's also important, this idea of, the whole idea of you know light and dark as a motif that occurs across religions. You know, I think that lends itself naturally to heaven being above and, you know, whether it's hell or just, you know, the afterlife underneath. Also, most cultures for a long time have buried people in the ground, which I think is also really important in lending itself to the idea that that is where the underworld or the afterlife happens, or at least, you know, there's some sort of whatever it is that that religious, um, that religion teaches or believes. And I, I don't know, it even makes sense to me just from a perspective of if you were you know an ancient person and you were you know just questioning and you wanted answers it it makes sense that the answers would come from above and not from below mm. there's something I think kind of human in looking up to the sky where the sun is and light Definitely. and it, it looks you know and there's clouds it seems a little mysterious whereas I feel like underground doesn't seem so mysterious it just seems kind of dark and damp and you're like I don't <laughs> you know if any if why would you know god or angels or anything be coming from there you know we for a long time we've had ideas of you know witches and zombies and stuff under the cover of night it's just a really common motif across literature and religion Mm. so I think that's part of it too as well just if you're if you want to look at it from like this very wide perspective of why these kind of motifs happen across various religions would be yeah that's my uneducated take on it
2: I think for me like it always comes back to like why these things are ancient like why they all happened in the past you know um, if there was going to be like concrete evidence, like why did it happen when, you know, cameras didn't exist and things couldn't be like properly documented. And then when we move into like uh, things where everything is recorded, then it like, you know, kind yeah. of tears. tea. Yeah, about. it's back to
0: the idea of, of why didn't they come back? It seems, mm-hmm. yeah, as Claire was saying, like these are very generous ancient aliens. If they come here, expect <laughs> nothing in return, give us all this technology. And then leave forever. Like, yeah, I mean, if you look at it, I feel like if humans found a planet with a bunch of like, you know, oil and natural resources, and you mm-hmm. know, these, these people who didn't have the same technology as us, we wouldn't be like, yeah, let's go build them, you know, some pyramids and some really nice <laughs> places, and then leave. Like, and also <laughs> the like,
1: stuff they built was actually like fairly pointless, like in the nice possible way, like beyond the yeah. realms of tourism. Like, <laughs> it's not really adding to the sum of humanity, is it?
0: No, like it you know, it was important for the particular people living there, you know, but it's not you know tech humanity altering technology or anything exactly. It's not like they came in and gave us like, oh, yeah, here's penicillin, by the way, you're all gonna stop you know dying of can you imagine <laughs> certain sickness yeah, I know exactly, right isn't that the sort of thing we'd uh, you'd want them to give us? like I don't know, but yeah, again then again, I don't think humans would do that if we found some like you know, planet rich in the resources we wanted, but Oh yeah. We, we'd nicked them all leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's, that's, I think, uh, that's part of it as well. I think, yeah, so we had the question about, uh, the history channel. We had the question about, uh, you know, heaven and, and hell. have you, you know, and why the ancient aliens were coming from the sky. Were there any questions that caught your attention, Claire? That were sent in that you that you want to
1: talk about um i think the one that kind of for me was just which we've looked at a little bit was just about um the lack of records and maybe like what evidence there was so maybe we could just go over what kind of evidence there that they do use um i think the ancient maps is actually a fairly compelling one um which was how there are depictions of what were undiscovered regions as far as we're aware at that point. So for instance, the mountain ranges in Antarctica are shown really well on some maps. Um, and if you sort of look at them in comparison to a modern satellite image, uh, maybe coming back to the drones thing, um, you know, they, they do fit really well, actually. Um, and they are quite quite compelling. Um, what other evidence do we have? We have the little men in spaceships on the, um, the frescoes. Um, right. But yeah, it was mainly just kind of like, what is the evidence out there, um, and and was there any more from what we'd mentioned? I think.
0: Yeah, so I think you're right. Like some of the evidence, you know, does seem to lend itself really well. Um, I mean, with the frescoes, you have to remember this is also the those frescoes were painted at a time where there was just where there are records and enough records surviving that you would think there would be a record of. And of you know aliens or are people coming down and there's and there's just not, and then, if we look at the ancient maps, I mean. Yes, they kind of seem to quote unquote map on perfectly, but I don't know if that's you know I think there's also probably some of the coasts of places had been discovered. I just don't buy into that. The natural assumption is that people were taken up in spaceships and shown the earth from above and came down and recorded it. Like, surely that's also something they'd mention. If they if they <laughs> are making maps, surely they'd mention somewhere, oh, by the way, I know this because someone took me above the earth mm, and showed me yeah. the earth from above. Yeah, I like, think- That must've made, that would've made it in somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's useful to hear you say that as well, actually, because um from my point of view, I kind of get a bit confused sometimes as to what was happening in what point in time, as in like, when were people writing stuff down? Like, were these happening at the same mm. time? So to hear that the frescoes were literally at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a quite a big hole in the evidence, isn't
0: it? And it's also, you know, important to note that a lot of, with the ancient maps, they'll say, oh, look, you know, it's essentially centres on Giza or it's centres in these areas, which, you know, is proof that the ancient aliens were there in a lot of maps created by Europeans, Jerusalem was almost always the center of those maps because Jerusalem was seen as the center of the world in, you know, the Judeo-Christian tradition. So that's not really that telling, you know, Egypt is quite, is also considered part of, it's very much an important part of the Judeo-Christian teachings and, you know, especially the Old Testament. So that's also important to keep in note that it's not just a random place, and oh my gosh, it's the center of these maps. Like that was, that was quite common for the time. That that wasn't an uncommon thing that that would be mm. the, considered the center of the world or close to the center of the world. That's something you also need to keep in mind. And there's no maps where Machu Picchu is suddenly the center of the world. So why weren't they going up in spaceships? You know, mm. arguably they should have been doing that too. Where are the maps? Where are those maps? I had I did not see any. Maybe there are, and someone's listening, Dean, like oh, my gosh, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. I (laughs) I mean, if you are, then please get in touch. (laughs) Like, if if that's you, let us know. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah, if you you have that map, I would be interested in seeing it, actually. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my take on that. You know, you need to take it, you need to look at it very holistically in terms of what else is happening at the time that could explain this. Mm -hmm. Because there very often is, and there's very often, you know, historians who have just dedicated their entire life's work To that period in time, and you know, have a plethora of knowledge on other reasons why that map might look that way or why this might be depicted as the center of the world because of certain, you know, conflicts or just certain beliefs that were going on in the time. So that's important to keep in note, too. And you know, we don't have that knowledge coming into making this episode, but it it is out there. Some people have it, yeah. Well, yeah, I wish it was me, but it's not.
1: I think we're very good at we're kind of um jack of all trades master of none aren't we a little bit with this with this yeah, series yeah no exactly but that's why we're getting our experts on um so yeah it's a good yeah. thing
0: no exactly I think Olivia, those were. all you have any oh go ahead Claire go ahead. no sorry. I was
1: probably about to say exactly what you were gonna say I was gonna say with that sort of all the questions that we had sent in so Olivia what, did you have any final burning questions for us
2: um
1: put you on the spot now haven't we
2: Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I guess, like, about coincidence, like, how much, like, we can, Mm. like, rely on coincidence and Mm. things like that. Even if it does seem, like, really, really impossible that, like, I keep coming back to the pyramids, how they're all kind of, like, perfectly in line or give or take a few, like, hundred metres. Like, how likely is that to just be an absolute coincidence? It might be, like, one in hundreds of billions, but there's still, like the slight chance I don't know how, like, you would consider that into, like, conspiracy theories. Yeah, I, I,
0: whenever I do these theory, whenever I do this research into the theories, a lot of the, like, argument is based on the fact, like, this is too much to be coincidence. Like, at this point, you can't think it's coincidence. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, humans especially, we really don't like to see the universe as a chaotic place that random mm. things happen and things are just kind of chaotic it's much nicer to think about it and uh, oh this can't be coincidence this must mean something like we really want everything to mean something and Mm -hmm. you know I think sometimes we just need to accept that maybe it doesn't mean anything you know we want it to mean something so we look for meaning in it and usually we can figure it out but we can't just assume that it had you know even that meaning to the people who, who who created it or that it wasn't just you know random because coincidences do happen and that's something that they really try and get you away from if you're Mm -hmm. in school for history is that you know some things are just random not you know you can't connect events if you don't have concrete proof that they're connected Mm -hmm. it's you know you as much as we really really want to do that we have a really strong Mm -hmm. pull towards wanting to like connect the dots and this all must mean something bigger but you know, unless you have direct evidence, it, you know, it might just be random. It might just be co- total coincidence.
1: Yeah. That's well, just part
0: of it, too. But we don't want it to mean that.
1: When did you become such a philosopher? Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> that got really,
1: like, important then. I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs>
0: I I read right now I'm just like reading a lot of books about I'm actually reading a book right now it's called cultish it's about like how Mm -hmm. language gets people pulled into cults I think maybe it's one of the books we're going to give away it's really interesting Mm. and that's what she was talking about how a lot of cult leaders kind of prey on people's uh need to feel like they belong to something or things that have happened Mm. in their life mean something deeper like people want to know why bad things happen to them or people they know no one really wants to be told yeah that happened to you just because it was random it was you were the wrong place at the wrong time it was an accident like people don't that's not a very satisfying answer. It's a lot more satisfying if some charismatic personality comes up to you and says, "I actually know exactly why that happened to you, and let me tell you why." Like people are very drawn to that, so mm. I can't take I can't take full credit for it, but you know, no. you know me, I'm just I'm just a very philosophical guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that there's been a lot of kind of like um, psychology almost as well that's come up when we've been doing these um, episodes. I think yeah. especially with um, when we were talking to Elizabeth about the Sandy Hook, like a lot of it is yeah almost like quite big philosophical and psychological debate so um this podcast just keeps on giving for me honestly I just keep learning new stuff and and thinking in new ways so yeah it's good and and hopefully some of you guys at home um are finding the same so I think yeah we
0: we do have psychologists um or some people who work in the psychology area of conspiracy theories and cults who are going to be joining us over the next few weeks so hopefully we Mm -hmm. can you know get some actual scientific answers into that stuff so definitely keep your eye out for that I'm really excited we're talking to some really cool people over the next few weeks who spend a lot of time trying to understand why people like conspiracy theories and cults so yeah keep an eye out for that I'm excited for that
1: I'm really looking forward to that as well I don't know how you find all these amazing people honestly it's incredible (laughs) you just have the charm just drop them an email and they're like yeah sure we'll come on your podcast it's great
0: you know, as I've just learned that, you know, the worst thing someone's gonna say to you is no. So Oh my you, gosh, you do you, remember the, nice.
1: do you remember the guy who yes. literally replied like no and he was so angry with us.
0: Yeah, he just he literally just responded no in capital letters and that was it. We were like, Okay, well <laughs> it was all right. so funny.
2: But I was like, Yeah. It was pretty
0: funny. Well, so after that me. I'm like I could ask I could ask anyone after after that response. Uh yeah. But I mean, if you're listening and you have something you feel really passionate about that you are, want us to do an episode on, or even potentially want to come speak about, like reach out to us. We are very, we're nice. I hope, uh, I hope Olivia can. I can vouch for that.
2: that.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that we're nice. We want, we want to talk to people. So again, on all, all over on social media is, is the best way to get in contact with us. We need yeah. to make a website or something. We need to get an email. Mm, so, gosh. you know, maybe that's, the big project for us make an email yeah wow so maybe that'll be in the works yeah
1: big future for the podcast gonna get ourselves an email address oh wow (laughs) exciting cool well I feel like we've kind of covered everything so I think I just want to say a massive thank you to Olivia first of all for interviewing us the other day um and writing the amazing article and then for coming and joining us today it's been really nice having you along so thank you
2: thank you for having me on i really enjoyed it i can't wait for the next episodes coming up
1: oh brilliant brilliant that's what we love to hear um and thank you to all of you guys who have joined us listening from home um wherever you are at the moment moment, and um stay tuned for next week's episode which is going to be about stonehenge